All right, we're both recording. All right, what's going on, everyone? Rob, what's up, dude? It's going well, man. I'm uh, I'm really glad we're we're finally sitting down here. We've had a lot of uh, we've had a, a sort of a long relationship over the internet for the past I don't know two years since all this nonsense started, and it's really nice to to get on your platform, you get on my platform, all that kind of stuff. So it's great, man. It's it's good to be here. Dude, for sure, man. Well, let's let's tell everyone this story. Just you know, because obviously, I my show. Uh, for those listening on my end who don't know Rob's show, he you have your podcast, Dig Within, um, which is doing really well, man. Which I'm excited to talk about the people you brought on and kind of talking about our backgrounds. But maybe just telling everyone, like showing that there is good with technology, like there is a good side. Um, so maybe even just how we kind of like started talking and then obviously what that's led to as well as um, a lot of the uh, synchronicities along the way, man. So from your point of view, why don't we, why don't we share this story? Cause I think it's fascinating. Yeah, man. So I, I started listening to you because I was following Tom Barnett and Tom Barnett would always mirror every, every interview that he would do. So I saw him come on with this guy and he kept talking about um, his background and how he was in acting and he was lived in New York and then he, was following Owen Benjamin. And then he kind of left, um, left that industry because he started to see what he would have to potentially do and give up uh, from himself to, to pursue that, but still enjoyed the, the art of storytelling and, and all that kind of stuff. So I just felt really compelled to reach out. And I think I, I messaged you on like a comment in one of your YouTube videos way back. And I was like, Hey man, um, I've been following your stuff. I really like your, your, um, your, your stuff and whatnot. I think you were, we were working on, we were going to work on a screenplay or something. Mm-hmm. I said, Hey, I'd love to be a part of whatever you're doing. And then, um, yeah, from there, I just been basically following your stuff and, uh, we kind of had a very, I don't know, very interesting fruitful relationship. Like you said, over technology where it's, it's, it's like anything, it's a tool, you know, you can build a hammer with a, ha- you can build a house with a hammer or you can, you know, bash someone's head in or whatever. Right. So it's, it's sort of like using these things in, uh, in actual constructive ways. And then, yeah, we just have so many, inc- you know, synchronicities and stuff like that later on down the road we both just celebrated a birthday and yeah. um you know we figured out it's like the same year almost the exact same day one day apart it just it's not, crazy man not even a day apart that's what blew my mind and that's why you know following your intuition or those types of moments where you're like you know what man i'm gonna you know i'm gonna re- this guy's reaching out it's like yeah man let's talk let's you know let's find out more because before you know it right it's like your path and my path almost to a T is like the same year, like not just birthday, like within not even less than 24 hours, you know, in regards to entering this realm. But then it's like, when you decided to like, be like done with the industry, same exact time as me, like in that's just the kind of stuff that you makes you go, wow, like obviously we're different bodies, but like paths are like, not as like, not they're, they're a lot more like I feel like planned for so many people on like an energetic level that are following that path and it's like it's not coincidence you know what I mean and that for me is what I was like man dude this is insane but what's cool too man is because we've worked on some projects together and I want to talk about this today um in regards to our backgrounds and obviously where it's led to us now and what we've learned along the way and even what our backgrounds actually I feel um especially in these last two years actually you've done it to an advantage, but also a disadvantage. Um, and, and I'll make more sense when we get going. Um, but what I found interesting is, is, is we've kind of run ideas by each other, seeing each other's uh, creative mindset and how we 
basically create. And I think that for me is really fun to watch, especially when you're in a system that, you know, with the, the entertainment world where it's like, everybody's kind of seeing the world one way and you kind of like, all right, I have to like, be careful with how I approach certain things or say certain things. So it's like, there's, you know, at least from my experience, how much limited creativity I, I was feeling being around people where I'm like, all right, let's create, you know, it's like, can we really get to the potential of these thoughts that we have? But since you and I have been able to run ideas by each other, like whether or not things have come to fruition, it's just the amount of creative flowing ideas that I've had, at least on my end, you know, when we've run ideas by each other and worked on stuff has uh, been, you know, astronomical compared to what I've had before. Um, so I don't know if you've had that same thing, but I think it's worth mentioning, especially when, you know, we're in a, we're in a world where a lot of people aren't creating as much anymore. It's about, you know, we're, you know, regurgitating and I've been there too, obviously, but um, anything you want to add to that? Well, yeah, it's, it's kind of difficult because the idea that, I mean, we are trying to make alternative ways to, to do things and put truth back in art and, and actual storytelling and not these just sort of corruptions of what, um, what I guess a true storytelling and true sort of, uh, you know, putting actual truth and narrative and whatnot. And we're going up against this behemoth that has all the money in the world. They literally print the money. So they're able to make these movies and all this kind of stuff. And we're sort of, sort of trying to balance making a living, also putting our truth in our, and all that kind of stuff. So um, as far as it actually becoming, uh, becoming a reality in, you know, where we're able to film it and we're able to hire people and stuff like that. Obviously we haven't got to those parts yet, but the idea of just putting it out there into the ether, I think is, is very important too. And yeah, I think it's just, it's balancing again, like having to have an actual way to make an income and then be able to work on these things and find the time to be able to, to work on both and make one a reality is just, uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of up against a big behemoth here that, that literally is able to, to pull things out of thin air and print whatever they want to make any, anything. But, um, I definitely think people were screaming for it. I mean, the, the ideas that we've had, I think are very, I think they'd hit people, uh, in a, in a, in a very good way. I think we, we put a lot of really great things in there and actually put logos in there and whatnot. I think it's really, really, um, wanted nowadays because, you know, I, I can't even watch things anymore. I, I mean, I recently watched that moon night just because chase and, uh, and Howdy were talking about it recently. Yeah. And, but other than that, like, I don't know, I'm just rewatching a bunch of stuff that I, I kind of like before, but I'm seeing all the programming in it too. I'm like, damn, man, I can't even enjoy anything anymore because there's so much wrapped up in it. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it's funny that you say that because, you know, uh, on the weekend, sometimes, you know, with, with my fiance, we'll watch stuff and, you know, for a long time, it was noticing all those things and being like, oh, I can't watch this. And it's not that I'm like sitting there watching TV all day, but when we do watch stuff, it's for me, at least on my path of trying to go, okay, I know we're dealing with deception. Like I've had to like come to realization of like, you know, as Crowe says, like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And so in regards to creativity, it's knowing, okay, a lot of people, especially this industry is creating or mimicking creations and mimicking parts of truth. So it's like, okay, let me, if I'm going to watch this, like, let me find the truth, the dis let me discern what is true and what's, you know, the programming. And now obviously there's, you know, I have my boundaries, like there's certain things I'm like, I'm not watching that. Like, but if there's things that are like, what, you know, I've kind of, you know, figured it out. I'm like, all right, I'll watch this. 
it's being able to quietly sit and just be like, okay, I see the programming. Okay. I see that program. Okay. That's a programming, but where's the truth here. Right. And it's knowing for me, it's like, okay, well, why did they pick that truth? And that's just um, how my mind works, but it's trying to find what just kind of like what programming are they putting in there? What truths are they still trying to tell? Right. It's like, what is it that's still getting put out and why? And that's just for me trying to look at like, the optimism, not because I, I think like, Oh, they're really good people. Like I just, I'm just like, let me see what they're trying to say. And then it's also obviously what is that I'm trying to say. Right. Because, you know, I think this kind of leads into what I've been thinking about coming on with you is, you know, ultimately like with your podcasts and, and your mindset, what do you see your background in acting in the entertainment world doing for an, to an advantage um, for you now? in these times like where do you see the advantage because i think that's uh you know not everyone's an actor but i think there is advantages to having that background especially now yo i think that's why i gravitated so so much towards owen benjamin when he was going through what he was going through right and because he was a comedian but he was still in that industry and then when he started to talk about certain things it's like i, I knew what they were talking about um right off the hop you know because i i was you're by proxy right kind of there, right? And you understand that, I think we've talked about this a bunch of times too, but every single moment, beat, word, thing in the background, set design, everything, that there's massive amounts of money in that. Mm-hmm. So the production has to basically sign off on everything that's in there. So everything that is in there is in there for a reason. So once you understand right. the reason, then you can kind of uh, reverse engineer what's what's being said and all that kind of stuff and and then especially when you get things like star wars and other different franchises literally tanking it completely mm-hmm. and you try to think of it in a capitalism standpoint of what we, we live in a capitalist society but it's like mm-hmm. okay well if we do that then why would you why would you invest 10 to 1 of your of your investment and lose sorry invest 10 you know 10 dollars and only get one back right like your investment is 10 to 1 why would you do that other than you're trying to accomplish something else and make a return on your investment. Right. right. And um, just to, you had a really great point with your talk with Howdy recently, which was deception and lies and that there's a truth in deception. And I think that that's what is, it sort of behooves us to kind of like pay. It's a balance between watching it and not being taken back from the darkness within it, but seeing the darkness, just like going into yourself, right. And, and finding mm-hmm. what the parts of you that you need to kind of, um, to fix or whatever that sort of that that hero's journey the alchemy and all that kind of stuff right. you also need to kind of understand that you you can look at the darkness if you have the sort of shield of light with you mm-hmm. and understand what they're trying to uh, accomplish next to a certain degree because you know if you're totally out of the system and you're not worrying about it then okay fine but i mean i don't know anyone who's who's truly in there so it's it's sort of you have to sort of know what's coming to be able to prepare um but not be so uh, entranced by what they're kind of trying to do. Cause there is so much dark magic within that. Totally, man. And, and that's for, uh, for me, like I, cause I've been thinking about more than just entertainment world, but like all of my past and all these things that have come into my field, like, you know, things that like acting or, you know, here, you know, being with my son and like being around kids and building my kids camp, essentially that I'm my, it's like a daycare kids camp that I'm building and having conversations with people. Uh, one of them being a friend whose son is the same age as Ben and all in his background is like ours. He's older, but he's like into acting. He's, he's a lion, but 
you know, we're talking about all these different components. And he was like, dude, you're really good with kids. And as we're talking about acting and things like that, he's like, you really know what you're talking about. And I'm like, all of my past has led me to this moment. I'm like every single thing that I've done, whether, you know, career driven or whatever has led me is a culmination of kind of basically who I am, obviously, but it has its purpose. And I'm like all the rabbit holes I've gone down with the acting, even working with children, like it has its purpose. Cause like you said, it goes back to that deception and the lies. Like, you know, I need to be able to discern in life, you know, what it is that I'm seeing and then how to approach it with a light. And that's the thing is, is, is most people on the truth community, those who are really trying to see truth end up finding God. They find that God is real. Like, right. You know what I mean? Every, I, every single person I've talked to or listened to, like who've had the same paths as us, that's what it's leading to. And so I think it's just fascinating because what it's doing, everything you said, it gives you the ability to look at the logistics aspects, you know, what's going on around us. You're like, well, that doesn't really give any sense. But what it's doing is to what your point you already brought up is the amount of questions you have to ask. That for me has been like kind of the thing I've been thinking about. And it's that wonder that a kid has. It's those questions. Why would they do that? Why are they showing me this right now? Why, 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 how? You know what I mean? And I think that for me, being especially around my son and little kids is like, you know, how often questions are asked. And I've said this before, even before all this uh, last two years, is the wonder of a child or the curiosity of a child is so profound. And that gets lost, obviously, when we get older. It's like, just just listen, you know, do it and don't ask questions. It is what it is. But I mean, what is it as an actor that we've had to do? If If you're truly in a scene, right, or you're truly trying to get into this moment, you know, if you're not asking questions and you're just reading it, you know, then someone's going to watch it like it's terrible acting, you know what I mean? And that's exactly it. It's because you're just trying to act. You're not actually trying to make sense of the world that you're stepping into, you know, or in our case, when you're creating these worlds, you're not asking those questions. You're just going, yeah, I want a really cool scene uh, where we create this false flag or whatever. And it's going, well, you know, why is that person that you have speaking, not talking about X, Y, Z, or why are they doing this? And it's like, I don't know, just have them do it, right? And people like us, we go, ah, I noticed that. I noticed that some, there was something that wasn't answered there. You know what I mean? I know I'm going all over the place, but I'm ultimately getting at it's that the ability for me in this background that we have is asking questions time and time again. When you think you've asked enough questions, you've only answered, you've only asked a few because you're not getting that whole picture. Um, and I think that's the beauty of also, you know, kids and stuff. But anyway, that was a long winded answer, but I, I hope that made sense. Yeah, no, definitely. It, well, when you were talking about how people who dive into these things usually find God and, you know, having, you know, people like Marty Leeds and all these kind of different uh, Walter Russell people and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's difficult to even say that word and then think that you're having the same conversation with someone who thinks who believe, who who also has a conceptualization of God too. It's it's very very difficult, and I understand that. But I think that 
because I have another friend who's going through some of these things where he's finally speaking out and seeing like the ridiculousness in, in the left and all that sort of stuff, but he's more going towards the right, which I think is just, it's a natural progression, right? When you see this side so crazy, you end up going to this side. Mm-hmm. And I think you can, I think you can make that shift without believing in God. But once you realize the structure itself is not what it is and, and things that we know with the way that, you know, uh, birth certificate stuff and, and the law and all that kind of stuff, you can't get to that point. I don't think without truly um, finding a connection with, with source in your own way, whatever that might be. Um, so I think it's like sort of one level deeper and it, it just, it more solidifies the fact that, that that sort of stuff happens through watching Owen do that because it was also almost, I was going through at the same time he was because he was sort of showing that path and beating down the sort of the, the, he was trailblazing to a certain degree and you could see him kind of get there slowly and slowly. And, uh, I think it was, it was exactly that where he was starting to see, that the left was crazy. So he went to the right and, you know, he's doing Crowder and whatnot. And he was like, wait, these guys are lying too. And then it was like, oh my God, there, there is nothing but the truth, the capital T truth and all that sort of stuff. And, and, um, and yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's hard to sometimes find a, um, it's nice having these conversations because it's hard to find an appreciation of a past life in terms of uh, being in the arts and stuff, because a lot of times it's just embarrassment, right? It's the fact that like, it kind of, it feels like a throwaway of a lot of years and a lot of work um, for something that I'm not using anymore or something that I've just, I find repulsive now when I watch certain things, Mm -hmm. but there is, there is a truth in that. Right. And it's just, it's understanding what it is and, and what the forces are at work in that kind of thing. Because I don't know how anyone doesn't watch the, the stupidity of the the Will Smith stuff. And now this like Johnny Depp thing where like, I'm just, I'm trying everything that I can to like never look at any of it, but it's just anytime you, it's just everywhere, which means that like they're trying to throw it in your face. Right. But even for people in our kind of, in our shoes that, that were, you know, a couple of years ago to even idolize these people anymore is like, you can't get away from that. I mean, when it came out about the Harvey Weinstein stuff and then the Epstein and all these different things, it, it forced me to look at it and go, okay, I can't go down that road without ignoring this. Mm-hmm. And I guess I was looking into it in that kind of regard. But now, even in the industry where I have like friends and stuff like that, I just like, how do you not see that idolizing these people is just ridiculous at this point? And to, to want this kind of lifestyle or whatever, it's just, I don't know how there's any defending it anymore. And it's just, I'm thankful for going through that just in general, but then being on it now, as opposed to uh, doing that work before, as opposed to doing it right now, I think would just be insane. Oh, totally, dude. And what's interesting too is, is, uh, as you were saying about having to come to that crossroad where you realize like, man, I've invested a lot of time, in this, a lot of money, a lot of energy. And it's like in your mind, like you said, it's like, am I just giving this all up in realities? It's like, no, I'm just, I'm just reevaluating and re you know, converting that energy and time into something that's doing it for good. Right. And not trying to follow the beast or follow the system and using it, you know, isn't it to an advantage in my life? Right. You know, and that that's the biggest component. And that's why I think with what we're doing in our backgrounds has so much value in realizing that I wouldn't trade any of it for the world because what it's doing, like I said, it's, it's asking questions, continually asking questions, but also knowing how to bring when you're in certain situations, how to bring life to it like how to make it entertaining, how to actually still have all those things that people in society really still like is like, we all like to be entertained still. So knowing how to bring that energy, knowing how to, if you're talking to somebody, how to read their energy, how to be in the moment with them, whether or not it's in an acting scene or talking in a conversation, you know, it brings life to it. It brings an enjoyment, right? Um, You know, as obviously with your show, you 
And on my show, you're bringing in different energies all the time, how people want to engage, you know, okay, that part of the conversation, they're not really having, they're not really wanting to dive in there. You know, you and I have talked after both of our shows where it's like, Hey, I was your show. And it's like, yeah, I saw X, Y, and Z didn't want to go down. So I, I just had to reconvert. It gives you the ability to read a situation and then move accordingly. You know what I mean? And I think that's a, a very uh, advantageous personality trait or quality to have. And not a lot of people have that people don't know how to read situations but also at the same token don't know how to then keep a flow going or keep energy going and i think that's uh an important skill to have but also to the same point but different i think one of the disadvantages of our backgrounds and not to change conversation a little bit but is because with acting there's so much emotion that goes into it they're using that there's a use of that into feeding this beast because I know for me, part of my journey is going like, man, like, even though I feel in my head, I'm like, I know I'm on the right here. Like, and I feel like I'm really doing the right thing. The amount of emotion that I've put into some of this stuff where I'm like, this is only making it worse. Like I need to pull back. Like I'm too much emotion. Right. And as, you know, as people say, it's like, I'm passionate, I'm really passionate. Like, and I realize I'm like, yeah, that's great. But like, you need to learn how to reel that in knowing when it's actually appropriate. So I don't know if you've had that, but I've realized that that's a disadvantage of having so much of this background in the acting world. <laughs> yeah. But just as you were talking about that, because I struggled with that too, especially with opening your eyes to some of these things, when, you, when your entire training or the way you, you view things is to emote and is to use those emotions, then they can get carried away with you and it misses the, the, the message that's in what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. And, but what I've realized is through doing that and something you always talk about, and we always kind of, you know, offline always talk about too, but like the alchemy of understanding how to do that and then understanding how to control it too. Because Perfect. as you're saying that I'm realizing that when, when you know how to use your emotions, then you can use them as you want. But when you're an actor and, and when you're in that kind of, in, when you're in that echo chamber, the little bubble, then you get people that just run away with it and just go oh, just super really passionate. And they're able to just write off every bad decision that they make because they're just passionate and they're, you know, I'm just a struggling artist and all that kind of stuff. And, but mm -hmm. I'm realizing that people in everyday life, they don't know how to emote, <clears throat> but only in the terms of, and they become the most passionate and the most emotional once their beliefs get Pick, chipped away at you right and we, when you we start to ask them these questions that we kind of dive into on our shows quite a lot that's when they get emotional mm -hmm. you know and it's almost like doing that training of understanding your emotions and then already well everything's a continual process but being able to kind of rein those in a little bit then you can detach yourself from your your ideas or what you believe to a certain degree because you know like like crow says like the belief is the enemy of knowing and when you're attached to your uh, your thought process and you become emotional by it, then you realize that the thought has you, you don't have the thought. Totally. Right. And I think a huge portion, and maybe we can dive into this too, because this is something I, I just can't, I, I had a massive revelation after talking to Asher on my show was mm -hmm. I think why act is important or why understanding story is important is because we think in narrative and we understand in narrative, we do not understand in logic it's important. Obviously, it's, it's, it's incredibly important to understand logic because, you know, you can break down what's happening in the world right now just using simple logic. But 
we do not think in logic and we do not understand. We don't sort of uh, attach ourselves to something with logic. We do it with narrative. And that's why they go after narrative over anything else. That's why you teach your kids. Well, this is why you shouldn't lie. And you actually shouldn't lie because of X, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, that's why you, you just tell them the boy who cried wolf. That's why you do it because they understand that easier because our just bra- our brains are hardwired that way. And they don't, I think it's something that they don't really tell us. They, they make us think that we're using logic when they don't. And then they make us think that narrative doesn't make sense. And it's just stories when that's how we actually understand ideas. Dude, that makes total sense. I mean, look at, um, you know, astrology, look at, you know, look at astronomy rather. And you just look at the stories in the sky and it's, you know, these depictions, right. It has to t- tell us in a narrative form. Cause that's a question dude. That's a great, I mean, I, I'm with you hundred percent because those are things that I think of all the time. I go, you know, speaking now about, you know, the stars and the constellations i'm like okay so we have so many stories about you know the crossing of you know the certain constellations at certain times and i'm like okay why is this so elaborate if it's basically at the end of the day for example being like you know oh you know aries is falling at the equinox why do we have this a whole elaborate story of, of all these different things when sometimes logically or like just the base what's being said in some degree isn't that complicated and i realized that maybe there's something more to it in the narrative and obviously the answer is in that narrative and maybe it isn't that simple there's something much bigger but in certain situations you know what i mean as you said it's when you're in a narrative form it's taking your ability it, it's putting you in this creative dream world where it's story and and like you said but it's also like imagination kicking in rather than you know maybe getting to some truth it's taking a little bit in a different path like you said with these narratives right it's making you think of like on a negative side of like oh my gosh there's the worst thing all around me all the time i never know and it's just you know what i mean it's taking you away from like truth and not gonna maybe like could be just emf stuff you know what i mean it can be something um you know it's the foods you're eating right it's it, it, but it's not that simple like it could be just a lot deeper i know i kind of ranted there but um i don't know i just it, it, that question has always been in my head in regards to like when we look at the constellations and you know because that's a question obviously the mainstream narrative is you know all that stuff that we're experiencing now that's a big one but you know the the thoughts of like what's up there has been something that people talk about forever the ones who are woken up you know or the ones you know what i mean like the more intellectual conversations and people are still arguing about that you know and having back and forth so i don't know if that made any sense but that for me is one that gets my brain going in regards to narrative and like the sense of just the logical explanation but i don't know if, if that's something you've thought of yeah definitely well i was just thinking um the idea of like People are intelligent nowadays, but it's not relating to wisdom at all. You know what I mean? It's just completely linear thinking of like intelligence, meaning this is the end. Here's the question. Here's the answer. All that kind of stuff, as opposed to saying, what do you think of this? I'm like, what do you mean? I need to know like the content. Like, obviously those, those things have their place, but you know, it's almost like they're not, it's like having these more intellectual conversations, almost like having these more wisdom generating conversations or something like that. Right. Like where, what I mean by people think in narrative and they think they're thinking logically is that. You can just do a, a complete right before this. I was watching the there was a debate that Amanda Vollmer did with this guy, and she was just trying to explain, like, no, like, you know, it was just it was so clear that it was like you're you're using your own, you're using your own self-fulfilling prophecy to prove that your prophecy is correct. 
where Amanda was just trying to get this guy to understand like your system of understanding stuff is the flaw. That's the thing. You have to throw that out and then go from, from, right. from the kind of the ground up. So it's almost like they're being, it's, it's like they're trying to be intellectual and think that they're using the brain, but it's just on equations of nonsense, right? Where we get like dark matter means X, Y, and Z, because we have to have this equation because if we have this equation and that gets scrubbed and all this stuff behind it does. So now we need to make like this equation based on this equation, based on this thing. And it's just, there's no logic behind it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what I've started to realize is that much like the work that Dylan has done, right? Like Dylan Sicoccio and his spirit world stuff. And, and I mean, Marty Leeds and all, all these people that have like tried to just break down. No, this is what this book is trying to tell you. The difference is that when you start to say like, well, is Jesus Christ the lamb of God? And then people say, oh yes, of course. And go, okay, what does that mean? And they go, well, Jesus lived a very long time ago. And back in the day, and blah, blah. it's like, no, why is there five, lose five wounds of the lamb? Because the lamb is Aries and there's five months of winter right before the summer becomes again, the spring equinox, you know, and you have the crown, you know, Jesus Christ is the fisher of men and the, and the, uh, the lamb of God and the fisher of men, you know, he's, he's Omega, the, he's Pisces and he's Aries and all that kind of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the story of why you think that this story is correct is because you went to church your entire life. That's, that's where you grew up. It's where you had your first uh, maybe connections with something that's outside of yourself. You, you're singing these songs and there's this weird feeling. It makes your, your hair stand up. So then your logic behind what you're thinking is wrapped up behind an emotion. And that's why they get to do, and this goes back to the, the, the storytelling thing is because what they do is they try to put the deception within the narrative and then attach all these emotions to it. And then they also get the, the sort of dark forces of making the people who are in those stories do satanic things so that even though you're putting your attention to it and you don't know that that's happened, it's mm-hmm. still wrapped up in it. So they're still getting that attention from you and whatnot. But the point that I'm, I'm really driving at here is that once you do that and you wrap the deception in that emotion and in that narrative, and that's where you try to get someone's logic to, to sort of you've lodged logic within that, right? Sort of like interstellar or some, anything to do with space or something like that, right? Which is a huge one. Then if you start to ask them, okay, well, what about eight inches per mile squared? And what about this? And what about that? What about these flight logs, emergency flight landings? Then you're not only just attacking the logic, you're also attacking the the first time that you really sat down with a a movie with your parents and you understood it and you were asking questions and you were there and it was amazing. You all wrapped yourself under this blanket. You had this perfect time. It was amazing. And you're, you know, you're always remember that. And it's that movie. And it's that narrative hiding that logic. So when you break that logic, you're also attacking that, that emotion behind that. Right. And that's what they become emotional by it. Yeah. Yeah, totally dude. And, and I think that for me, going back to even what you're saying, like the Amanda Ballmer conversation, I don't listen to it yet, but I, I want to, it's realizing at least for myself, it's going, I have no desire to try to debate people. I have no desire even more to like, try to like share information other than like things. I'm like, Hey, I think this is really cool. Like, you know, not like my thing is like giants now. Like I just think in like hollow earth, like, I think it's interesting. I just find it fascinating, but I don't care to wake anybody. I like, I really don't care anymore. Not because I don't care about people, but it's realizing like one, I need to remove that God complex in my head where I'm like, actually, and I have to be honest with myself. Like you're not here to save anybody. Like, if anyone's taking any sort of anything that I'm doing, it should just be from my actions and not me talking to anybody or like, unless people are asking questions, right? Like, it's like, if I'm doing something great, because 
when you see situations like the man of warmers, like you're, again, you're taking away somebody's experience. And I know Tom talks about this and I know I've heard it so many times, but it kind of doesn't click until later. It's like, everyone has their aha moments of things. It's going, you know, maybe that person needed that extra bottle, you know, to hit rock bottom and you got in the way of that. And, you know, you actually made it, you know, worse rather than make it any better. And I think that's exactly it is so many people are connected to narrative rather than logic. And if I'm coming in, destroying the narrative, then what ends up happening is, is that, uh, you know, you, you've, you've completely unraveled somebody's entire existence and more often than not, what ends up happening is people buckle down and they can't do that. It, and, 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 and here's the thing, I get it. Cause I think also as an actor, something that I've realized is when you're trying to, or even a storyteller, when you're trying to create all these characters, like if I'm trying to create a strong character, who's the villain or the, you know, the antagonist, like, I need to understand that mindset more than I need to do the hero. And I need to know how to get into those shoes, right? We need to, people need to get into those shoes. So what do you have to do? You have to be able to empathize or, or sympathize, whatever, you know, however deep, you know, these characters go, but like I have, you have to be able to go, I need to make sense of this character and make it realistic where someone can go. Like, I know that, I know that feeling. Right. And that's one of the biggest things that I think is helpful for me. And when I'm stepping away from just my emotional response to stuff, where the disadvantages, where it's just become so emotional or so, um, you know, so my, my energy is just really high and like needing to whatever. Well, it's a lot of, it's also insecurity, but I think what's interesting is when I can go, yeah, man, I, even though I disagree with you on a logical standpoint, it's like, let me, get into your shoes. Let me actually get into your, your, your character. Yeah. I can actually see how you see it that way. And I can almost in some ways, depending on, you know, I don't know how far you go, but like I'm embodying myself in that role of these people I'm talking to now. I'm trying to, and going, I can hundred percent see how you see it that way. And then I'll say this from my experiences, as I've been trying to do that and not prove people wrong, still throwing things if like something logically but look i could totally see how you see it this way but have you thought have you thought about this one point you did okay cool awesome cool no problem just what i just didn't know if you thought about that that's all i've seen that that's been the best you know obviously things have some way slowed down but knowing that there is more to come with all of these narratives and i'm looking at it going like ah this first two years was me cleaning all this up in needing to clean this up because this was as much as it was me trying to wake other people up, my story, my journey, like this was more for me than it was for them. In my, in my opinion of like, this is what you need to do to be armed. Like you said, to have that light. Cause as we get some dark shit coming <laughs> and not to be negative, but it is what it is. You need to have some light. And I'm like, so for me, it was going like, this is the beauty of having the background and acting because of all the things we've just talked about, but really more than ever is being like, now I need to have the ability to step out in these other shoes and get into that character. Anything you want to add to that? Well, that's what woke me up for, it was around 2016 when I graduated and it was obviously the, the craziness of the, that election. And that's what kind of woke me up to looking at things in a different way where I, I was, I was apolitical. I didn't even know when people said the, uh, the left and the right, I didn't know which one was which and all that sort of stuff. I had no idea. Um, but it came from people just going berserker mode on Trump. And I was like, I, I, I okay, I get it. Like, you know, 
I was paying attention to certain things that would paint him in that light. Right. And, and I'm by, this isn't to say I'm a Trumper. I'm just saying that what, what it was, was going, how can you play Hitler and then say that you would, you would relate to him and you had to find the humanity in him, but you can't find the humanity in this guy. Like, do you understand like the right. vitriol that you have right now is unsubstantiated by the fact that like if you should be, and again, I guess this was me trying to think logically. I was like, how can you do X, but not do Y with the same, with the same individual. And totally. Yeah. And it just sort of, it just sort of blew my mind that people would go to that extent to sort of do that stuff. And I think it, 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 again, it goes behind. Yeah. I guess people don't think they, they, they think they're being logical, but they're just being completely emotional. And uh, maybe it was because I was the people that were, were talking about this were artists at like an artistic school, but, but you know, it, it is that idea that like, it's funny that someone who is potentially so intellectual, like this, this gentleman that was on this debate with Amanda and like with anyone really. And it goes back to what you're talking about with Tom and his, his, you know, you know, get, get rid of that Jesus kind of figure in your, in your mind of like trying to save people is really what really hit me with Walt, some of the Walter Russell stuff, which is like intelligence or wisdom is not in the book. It's not in the information. It's always, it's all, that's what the zero point is, what God is, whatever you want to call that. Like once you're in that intuition and you have that click, that's where the, the knowledge of the wisdom is. It's not within the book because me and you can read the same sentence. Amanda can say the same thing over and over and over again to the same person and he won't get it until he, he gets it himself. And that it comes from the zero point. It comes from God. It comes from source. It comes from that thing that we're always trying to sort of get back to. That's what it is. It's not in the book. It's not in the information. Mm-hmm. Dude, hundred percent, man. And, and that is where it rings the truest, right? Like even in the acting world, like when you're really getting into a character and you're no longer acting and you're in it, it's like, that's not in the script. Like be- being the character is not in the script. It's, it's the, again, that intuition, it's in many ways kind of like just being in the present moment, as they always say, like when you're in acting, like just be, be. And, you know, he's an actor, especially younger. You're like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, I'm here. No, like, no, no, no. Just like, you know, I'm, you know, you're spending hundreds of dollars to be here. Just be, you know, what, what is it that you want? I want, you know, I want this from them in the scene. No, no, no. Like, then just be. The fuck are you talking about, dude? And then when you know what that feels like, and again, following your intuition, being present, you know, and I have my theories about acting as well, but truly like really good actors I have theories about it. But regardless, you start to go, ah, I know what it's like. Now I, when you do it, you go, now I get why you sound retarded. Like I get what you're getting after, but it makes complete sense. I, how do you describe that to somebody? How do you explain to somebody to be in the present moment, be in their body? being an emotional situation, right? Because our society, a lot of people don't even know what it's like in their own life, not even in an acting scene. You know what I mean? And what comes with being present, right? You're, you're not just hearing, as you said, you're not just, uh, you know, hearing what's in the book or reading what's in the book. You're, 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 your entire being is feeling it, right? And, uh, and experiencing it rather, like the emotional aspect, the the, the way the words come through, the vibration, the way it hits you, you know, you're having an emotional response that you normally wouldn't have, but for whatever reason, obviously when you're in a moment, it might hit differently. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I know that everyone here is an actor, but just to give a quick example, when I was in an acting class in, uh, years ago, I was doing a scene from, I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was like a, 
something anthropology. I don't know. Not anthropology. I don't know. Anyway, it was like it was like people. It was like a book of a bunch of people who were like dead and they were telling their stories. I forget the name of the book. Anyway, so I'm doing this one scene and I've been practicing. Like basically, it's like my, the, the person that I'm doing, they got drunk. We're trying to get home from the bar. And on the way home, they went to the wrong house and they got beat to death. That's like the character. And he's just telling his experience of being like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I was just trying to get home. Like I, I wasn't trying to, to cause harm. You know, I wasn't trying to cause pain. Like I just wanted to get home. And so I'm doing this scene and I remember just like, like doing it angry. Like I was just angry. And my teacher was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever my excuse was. And he was like, okay. He's like, go in the, so there's like a closet that you come in and enter the scene. And he goes, go in the closet. He's like, just, when you come out, don't say anything. Just shut up. And I was like, okay. So I went in the closet and I, and I did, and again, you know, you're acting, you're trying to get your emotions built up. You're trying to get your emotions into the scene. You're like, oh, I'm angry or, oh, I'm sad. What's going to make me sad? And I was like, I just remember sitting in the back and I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what the fuck to do. I guess I'm just going to stand here. So I went, I opened the door and I'm just looking at my class. And it was one of those moments, dude, where I, in that moment go, I know what the fuck he's talking about. Because I just remember like becoming that moment. And it was like, you know, I just kind of like, just not me, but like it was a possession essentially where I, my butt, I just kind of like slumped down, like down onto my butt and just was like bawling. And I just started saying these words and it was, and you know what it is when you're really in it, like you become it. There's a possession that happens to some degree. I call it possession. And I realized I go, that's what's so wild about the acting world is that when you're really doing it and you're in a scene, you are opening yourself up for some sort of possession of whatever the emotion is. Because if someone's watching, they go, this feels so real because it, that person literally is, is taking on whatever that possessive state is, right? And I think that's important because it, you're really literally having like an out-of-body experience. Because how many times have you done a scene where you've actually been in it and there's so much emotion and afterwards you're just drained? You're like, what the fuck did I just go? Like, that was a lot. And you're like, that didn't, that wasn't acting. That was real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even though you may be after with your scene with your person being like, hey man, that was like a really good scene. But you're like, I'm like exhausted. Like, I, I, what just fucking happened? You know, because you literally get her stepping out of your body. And I go into all that detail because when you have that ability to detach, you start to see the world, at least for me, like differently because you can step out of your shoes almost in a literal sense and find yourself in other people's shoes or other characters or situations. You know what I mean? So that's why with everything we're talking about, I think it's, 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 it's been such a great progression leading into what we're dealing with because it has been a, such a great way to armor at least continually armor me and uh, those may be listening of like hey man let's reevaluate here let's look and then those who can't like the people Amanda's talking to or a lot of people we've talked to and like no this is how it is like I can't you can't ruin the experience for me it's going 
all right, I can still step out of shoes and try to at least get sense of that. If like, as you said, you created an image for us, like you're under the blink of the family. Like all of us know that sensation to some degree, you just created it. And now it's going, now let me be in that blanket with the family for that person. I can see how this really is a hard thing for them. Right. So anyway, that was a long, but. Yeah. Well, it just reminded me that it's when you, when you're younger, you kind of, you instinctually know that there's something greater than just yourself. And then you become atheistic because you're so intelligent when you're like 16. And then you kind of don't want to say that you're religious, but you still kind of believe that there's something kind of out there. And when I went to acting class, what you were talking about with being emotionally drained and stuff that it was a weird sensation. I remember having where I went, I think I do understand that there is non-physical reality here because I can walk into a room where a different acting class went on and you walk in there and you're like hit with what was just in there. And I remember thinking immediately in that moment, I went, there's nothing in here. There, there, there was no physical thing that is different from when they were in Cause it was the, the class that we had was hardwood floors and concrete brick walls. That's it. There was nothing in there. You had to wear black clothes. Cause you could basically, it was obviously to just everything that you're in there doing is coming out of the emotion that you're doing that you're, that you're generating. So there's no scene, there's no, there's no plays or sorry, there's no um, costume okay. for your play or anything like that. If you're a Victorian, whatever, you're still wearing a black shirt and black sweatpants. Um, and it was just one of those first things that I went, okay, there's something, there's something else to this reality because I can manipulate my emotions and create an actual something else in the air. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that the reason why we're not taught about the, the trivium and the quadrivium anymore is because you can prove that that thing exists. Right. And, it's basically proving that art is important and it is necessary to our, it's necessary to our being because it is pure creation, which is how we honor God and how we sort of become God in, in everyday life because music is just number and time, right? And that's why the quadrivium is number, number and space, number and time, and then number and space and time. Mm-hmm. And I think that it just kind of hit me when you were speaking about that was, I think that's the reason why, the schooling system is generated to create worker bees instead of, you know, essentially entrepreneurs, because as much as you might think you're not creative. And I love how Tom talks about this too, is everything you do is essentially creative. You know, the fact that you're here right now is a creative act between, you know, a mother and a father. And when you have just simple employees that are just doing, you know, sort of benign tasks that are just nine to five kind of esque, if you had an entrepreneur, you would understand that there is an artistry in that too, because effectively you're, you are creating something out of nothing. Yeah. There's not, there's not really a difference between starting a business. And if you start a business for the, um, for the purpose of creating value for people for an exchange of some sort of energy, right? That's all money is to a certain degree. Yes. You can get into like the monetary mm-hmm. system and all that kind of stuff, but effectively all it is, is just a placeholder to say, you know, I usually have chickens, but this is like the place of that. I need this thing from you and I'm just going to exchange it with this medium of whatever. Right. But at the end of the day, it's just, here's my value, which is chickens and eggs and cows. And your value is carpentry and whatever. Um, When you, when you create your business to go, how can I create value for people? Then you have that generation of, okay, how would I do that? How would I, you know, sit down with a piece of paper and, and write out what it would be and all that kind of stuff. That is that, that sort of artistic process where yes, we're coming at it and trying to speak about it as a, in a, an acting sense, but it just, it just struck me that almost like the way that the way that people are instructed to do things, which is school, high school, 
um, college or university diploma and then become an employee is effectively like reinforcing that idea. Like there is no creativity. Artists is over, they're over here in this weird kind of category in New York city or LA or wherever. And that's just a separate thing, but Mm -hmm. you know, artists, artists were huge back in the day, you know, at the turn of the century and and all that kind of stuff that were some of the best inventors, you know, they were poets and they were able to speak different languages and they were able to invent all these things. And it was because they understood that there's no separation between the two. hundred percent, dude. hundred percent. And I mean, and this is where, you know, and as you obviously listen and we talk all the time, I'm always trying to then for those who can't hear or see what we're talking about, trying to always find a way to be like, here's an example, you know, and I always think of those videos, um, on like Instagram or TikTok. I mean, I don't have TikTok, but like people who post them, right. Is you watch people doing like the same mundane task, but they do it with like a creative spin, right. We watch these, you know, like people like in like, you know, moving sandbags and you see a guy like using a shoulder and like finding creative, innovative ways to do it. Or you see people like taking like bread and like putting them in a bag and spinning it and flipping. And you see all this, like, and people go like, well, watch it this. And it's going, we're literally taking ourselves out of our, you know, creative life where we're doing all these different things to watch somebody just doing a mundane, consistent move that in our life, we, most people think would be a terrible job, but we're fascinated by somebody literally taking their creative gift and using that in a, what would seem the most boring job for a lot of people. You know what I mean? And that's something for me that struck me as going like, Nobody that I would talk to would actively want this job, but yet we're all, I mean, you see how many views it gets. You're going, we're all sitting here. We're looking at it, watching it with probably amazement. You see how many likes it gets. It's like, well, why is that? It's like, because someone or many have brought their creative, as you said, their creative endeavors, their gifts into whatever it is they're doing in their life. So as you just said, and I'm with you, it's not just in this corner, but that is how it's pegged. It's like, Oh, the artsy fartsy people, or or this this is where it's over here. And it's going, no, dude, it's it literally is everywhere, you know. And that's what's cool about movies, going back to movies and shows, where you're able to find the truth nuggets through the, a lot of deceptions and a lot of, uh, you know, the the grabbles or whatnot. You know what I mean? And it made me think, even just like what we're talking here, is like that movie August Rush. You ever seen that? I don't believe so. Was it the cool. cello kid or something? Like that? Yeah, yeah. But it's just cool because essentially it's like parents are both musicians and then like kid finds his way back to his parents or whatever. And he uses music around him that like kind of helps him find his way. And it's so true. And I, and, and there's so much truth to that. It's like the creativity, the energy that flows kind of helps you find truth. It helps you find your path. And, and I really truly firmly believe that and not to get, too on the spiritual, but, you know, I'd like to go on walks here and I was just having a conversation with myself and, and you know, God, in my opinion, and uh, I'm talking, I'm like, you know, what, like, and this is just what came to me. I was like, what is this? Like, what is this combination of everything? And I was just, and I was just, and I didn't know where, I, like, I was walking with my dog. So I'm like aimlessly walking around, not like, okay, I'm going to walk over here and then I'm going to go here. It was just me taking her for a walk. And I'm, as I'm having this conversation, I'm like, okay, I'm going to shut up now <laughs> and I'm going to listen. What is this? Like, what is this place? And as I'm quietly sitting there, all of a sudden there's a house and I've posted about this. There's a house where at night someone's playing the piano. There's a, there's a man or woman, I don't know who, but they're always playing the piano and it was quiet. So it wasn't like they were playing. And then I was asking this question. It was, 
dead quiet. And it was nighttime, so a little later than usually when I hear them playing. And then all of a sudden I heard the piano playing. It was one of those things where I was like, wait a minute. This piano came on after I asked the question and I was quiet, like, and I just shut up. You know, I can hear the crickets, I can hear it all, it's pitch blackout. And all of a sudden I now hear the piano playing. I was like, one, that's not a coincidence. And it made me just then simply go like, listening to the vibration, listening to the frequency. And it goes to our points of like, and I know we hear this all the time, but like what we put out in the world really is what manifests the reality in which we live. And it's that frequency, it's that vibration, it's that tone. You know what I mean? And it just, it, that's just continually pegging more and more true in my life. And this goes to, you know, our backgrounds and the people that we're talking to being able to like, yeah, you know, and what Owen talks about, like, yeah, okay, here's the despair. Here's the darkness in the world, but what's the solutions? What's the frequency change that we need or we desire to see the outcomes that we want? And when you do that and you're trying to find that tone or that frequency, well, then what happens, right? And you hear so many people looking at others with, you know, jealousy or, you know, disdain because they might be successful or they might, they're charismatic and they're able to, you know, things seem to just work out for them. And you, and people are like, you know, screw them. It's like, yeah, but think about what energy they bring out. Yeah. Well, they're just so lucky. Is it, you know, yeah, you get people who are maybe doing things that are nefarious to get what they want. But then people you meet that truly are just like, they're a good guy or they're a really good woman. Like I got nothing, you know, you're like, they're just a good person. You know what I mean? And you go, I can see why shit works out for them because they put that out in the world and the world is going to give it right back, you know, or whatever people want to call it. So anyway, I just, for me, like that, to your point, I, I'm with you. It's like, there's creativity in everything in knowing, okay, well, let me find that creativity in myself, my human potential within knowing what I'm capable of, then putting that out into the world and then seeing, you know, what it does, bringing it full force. So anyway. Yeah, no, it reminded me of what you were talking about with Howdy on your, on your chat too, about Tai Chi and that a lot of people do these practices and just do them. Just, they just, you know, almost like a, a weird sort of, intellectual masturbation thing but almost like a spiritual masturbation thing where they just they just meditate and do tai chi and say this and say that but it's about gathering that energy to then do certain work right and mm-hmm. it just reminded me of what you were you're saying about there's some moments and i know what you're talking about in in certain scenes and whatnot and i'm sure what pick your art form and you can have that in there right like i mean you could you could play guitar as, as well as i you know and it's like there's certain times where you're not it's not that you're strumming and you're playing notes, you are doing it all at the same time in real time as it's happening. And you, you just find those little pockets and like, that was, that was strange. That was really weird. That was otherworldly to a certain degree. And I think that when people don't have anything like that. They don't think that they're artistic and they don't think that they have any of that creativity, then they never experience that. Thus, you don't believe in any of these things that we're talking about. But once you are able to kind of go into those certain things, like do your Tai Chi practices or like try to being in the moment, or anything like that, then it just, it doesn't make sense to you. But having accessed that, that thing, right. Having you put your finger on that or having that nerve be exposed, you know, that there's a potential to do that all the time. And I think that that's why certain people like us that kind of gravitate to, to these sort of more interesting or, you know, wisdom generating ideas, because 
you, you, you've already kind of tapped into it. And it's always about being like, man, what the hell was that? How do I get back there? Told dude. Exactly. And I realized that that's where I see so many people like you and I who've had, you hear their stories, you know, like, dude, that's the same story as I is because we have all, well, it appears that majority of us have had that exactly what you said is the ability to go. I tapped into something that is actually very normal. It's just knowing how to tap into it. But you tap into it thinking that it's just so it's just far out there and you go, wait, what was that? And now in many ways, it's this combination of your journey, getting back to this, of this, what has appeared to be so foreign in reality. You're like, I'm just every day making this become more of the norm, right? Of like, you know, we call it things synchronicities, right? Then how many times have you and I been texting like, oh dude, mad sync just happened. And the more times it happened, there's no surprise. You're like, I'm not even surprised anymore because it becomes the norm. This idea of like, I was just thinking of you. I texted you, dude, I was just thinking of you. I know, like I, I had a feeling, you know what I mean? I, I'm aware that that was happening. And now it's not like, this mind blown mentality. You're like, Oh no, no, I'm just following my intuition. I'm just following that. And you, just like any other exercise, you work out muscles, that memory starts to happen. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm with you is like, that's why so many people, you know, we call it the truth. It's like, you're going on that path because you're following that nugget that maybe was the one that really sparked you like music where you're like, I just found that pocket that just felt otherworldly. And then you follow it and then you see it, you know, oh, I was looking at the left. Now I'm looking at the right paradigm. Now I'm neither. Now I'm looking at the law. Now, I'm, you know what I mean? So many of us are on that. And then you start to go like, oh man, all right. All of that just led me to realize that none of it really matters. It's just about me. Who am I? What is self? What is this vessel? You know, what's my, what's my creative endeavors or what's my creative abilities? And now let me use that knowing how to handle my emotions, like literally all the stuff that we normally talk about in life, but just with a whole new lens. Um, I don't know if that made sense, but I know it's kind of, yeah, yeah, no, I'm totally with you, man. It just, it's, um, it's the idea of using your entire, it's, it's using your entire life as a, a positive feedback loop loop to, to do what you want and to, and to sort of, what you should be doing is, is sort of like asking those questions of how to provide value, how to seek truth and how to do those things. And effectively like ask to be a vessel to, to do certain things in the world. Right. And I think that that's kind of what the ultimate kind of goal here is. And I think that with w- what's happening in the world, it, it kind of, it's on people who are in this sort of mindset to kind of, we were talking about at the beginning of this with like use the technology in certain ways to generate a better world for ourselves, right? Because like, it just, it, it, it annoys me a lot when people are into these ideas or they're almost there and they don't have the, the last little spiritual light, right? And the sort of like the idea of, of that there is something more to this, but they understand it's all lies. Mm-hmm. Then all, all that is, is just spiraling down. Um, we got to stop this. We got to stop that. We have to do X, Y, and Z to, to bring down whatever. Then it's always in that negative feedback limit, or sorry, it's always in that negative polarity. And thus you're not using the energy that you can produce to, for good. And it just, I don't know, I don't know how it's not, it's not shown to people that if the things that are happening right now in the world are a lie, then the idea is, is that you are much more, you're much more capable to do what you want to do. And you are like the true power that's within you is, is completely untapped. And the, the whole driving force of what they're trying to do is to try to not get you to realize that. 
So if you can realize that, then you can open yourself up in this, in this sort of way, but it, it's, it doesn't come from trying to fight what's happening. It comes from understanding who you are and what you can accomplish. And then again, using that, that artistic side, that, that creative side, you know, it goes back to everything, man. Like the, it's the, it's the feminine to then uh, accomplish the masculine, right? It's, it's, it's the idea generation, which is that feminine energy. And then putting that into the masculine energy of making it a reality in this world. And it just, it's, it's frustrating sometimes when um, a lot of what's happening is just like fighting the system. We have to take back this and we have to do this and we have to do that. It's like, no, it's what do we want to do. Especially if you're looking at law stuff and you're like, they're not doing anything that is legitimate and legal. Then you go, then stop trying to change the system and just do what you want to do. And then you understand how to say, okay, yeah, where, where's the contract? Who's paying me? Um, I'm not doing any of this free anymore. Uh, I'm going to keep do, doing what I'm doing and building what I'm building. If you keep bothering me, I'm going to start charging you, whatever it might be. Right. But it's like, right. stop just trying to break down the systems and effectively to a certain degree, use the systems that we have, like this technology, the internet and all that kind of stuff. Don't use it for the bad, use it for good. Use it for the connections that we've kind of made to have these conversations, to right. use, um, any of the means of which they are trying to promote the, the, the dark and the evil then use that for light. It's not about like completely re recharging the system or, or like, like fixing the system, or whatever. It's like all the groundwork that what you're trying to do, sorry, I'm just going on a rant here, but it's like, what you're trying to do is like, go, they made all these roads and they're all super bad. So what we need to do is we need to tear them all up and we need to make our own roads. And it's like, Oh dude, the roads are already there. Let's just take them over and use them in the way we now want to use them. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do you understand how, how much more effort and whatnot that's going to be? Because at the end of the day, we built the roads. It might have been for this nefarious, nefarious sense, but like effectively, we did it. We own it. It's about taking them back. It's not about like throwing your cards up in the air and just doing it all over again. Right. Totally, man. And I think what it also just shows you is, is the ability to go for many people is just being able to go like, can you take back what is yours? Like in, in a very simple way, I'm like, can you take back you like self? Are you willing to take back self? Because like it's so much, you know, in many ways for a lot of people, it's easier to just break everything in like a kid, like just destroy stuff and then be like, okay, well now it's broken. Like, what do I do? I want to, you know, I was angry or I was frustrated. You know, I see with kids all the time when I saw mad, he breaks stuff. Well, now it's broken. And there's, you know what I mean? Either, you know, we can try to glue, we can try to mend it, but like you took something that didn't need to be broken and now it's broken because of your emotional response. You know, you see it with adults and it's realizing like, you know, not as much with kids now, but I'm talking with adults. It's like, when you look at yourself with a capital S and you actually start asking those questions, you know, discerning, is this truly who I am or, you know, who I want to be or whatever the case is, you start to realize being like, I don't need to necessarily destroy myself to, you know I mean? Yeah, you need to go through some fires, but it's like, just take it back, you know, just taking it back. Yeah, you have to go through the alchemical process of like growth and, you know, you know, exercise, you're breaking the body down in order to build it. But in reality, you're not completely destroying the body. What you're doing is, is you're just finding through the, you're, you're just navigating through the discernment of like, is this deception or is this logos, right? You know, how many times do you hear even with people going like, this is a part of me that I don't like. You know, or like, I wish I wasn't like this. And it's like, well, that's not you. You're just allowing that to become you. You know what I mean? Like, who who are you at the core? Most people are like, I'm a good person. Like, I, I care. Okay, well, it's like, if you're, you know, a cheater, you're, you know, you're with gluttony, you're a deceiver, you're, um, you know, egotistical. Like, 
you're all those things and people are like, man, this person's a dick. And you start talking to them and you're like, they're like, look, I'm a good person. I don't like this about me or whatever the case is. You go, oh yeah, well, these are parts of them that isn't self. It's just things that have they built on who they are in this system in the world that we live in. And they now recognize themselves as like, this is a part of me. And it's like, that's not the case unless you want it to be, unless you choose it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's learning how to do that, that work. And like you said, don't break the road. Like don't need to destroy it and rip up the entire road. It's just going like, how do you make that road work for you? You know what I mean? Like that's something at least for myself internally, like how do I make this road work? It's going, okay, I have to first off, you know, just truly admit, you know, Hey, I have insecurities. These insecurities have done these things. Even though I had good intentions, I can see how my, these other parts that have been attached to me, ego, selfish, whatever, have maybe led my, my, my intention astray, but that doesn't mean I need to rip up the road. I don't need to break myself completely. It's just going like, I need to recognize that, you know, okay, how do I then navigate through that with that intention, that true self intention, that of creativity, right? It's like, how do I create in a way that's going to make it work? You know, and I think that's where a lot of us are trying to get to hopefully. And yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's one of the problems that I have with even it's difficult. That's what I mean. It's, it's very difficult to have any of these conversations because you you think that you're using the same, it's, a, it's like law. You think that they're using the same words and they are not the same definitions. And it's, oh. a, it's similar to the sort of the, the very airy fairy ideas of, of some of the things that we're touching on here, which is, you know, you're saying like you, at all times you have a connection to God and you're one with God and it's about tapping into that creativity and, and that, that zero point to then actualize that in the world. But the difference you have there is you have like the fake spiritual world, which is like, I am God and we are all God and we are all just mm-hmm. amazing. And I can't do this because Saturn is, 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 you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like, it, the problem is, is like what you're saying is technically true, but it's not correct. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, you are, yes, you have everything within you to be perfect, but right now you're not perfect. Yeah in the sense that it just, it drives me up the wall sometimes. And I'm not perfect with this either. I, I always try to figure the stuff out and I, I fail just as much as anyone else. Yeah. But it's like, if you, if you understand what the problem is and you say, I don't like this part of, of, of myself, or this is one of my flaws. And then you continue to just keep doing that. It's like, there's no virtue in that. There mm-hmm. is no virtue in that. And it's not that I was trying to say this before in a bit early in the conversation, which is like, if you, if you say, you know, if you decom- uh, sort of like uh, decode the whole, like, you know, Jesus is the lamb of God and all that kind of stuff. And you understand that that's more astrology based than it is, than it is based in like some narrative that some dude lived 200, 2000 years ago, whatever. So you're not saying that the whole thing isn't true. You're saying that like, it's, it's, it's more true than you can ever possibly understand. It means you cannot live here without this being, without this occurring every year, mm-hmm. every single year, this is happening. And it's like, the difference is, is like, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater and say like the whole book of the Bible is, 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 is fake because the Vatican and all this kind of stuff, the stuff that's in there is still true, which means like virtue is, is something to go towards trying to perfect yourself is something to go towards. Yes. You have to understand that you have flaws, but I just, I'm saying that it just, it's, it frustrates me sometimes when you, you get into some of these spaces and some of the conversations are, you know, we are perfect and we are all one and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yes, that's true. But we still, there's still work to do. We're still not perfect here. The fact that we were t- you were talking to Howdy the other day and talking about the Egyptians, if they're setting up these massive rooms 
to try to make the alchemical process, to try to kill off certain parts of yourself to understand what are who we actually are in our actual potential is like, even back then, if we think they're so advanced and all that kind of stuff, they were still doing that work exactly. with all the different things that we, that we have in the challenge that we have today is like, yeah, we got a lot of work to do. Totally, man. And, and I think that's one of the things that I, I've come to my own understanding about all this is that I think that a lot of people don't want to do that work and that I think it's it's because it's never ending right it's oh it's a lifetime of work and that's when you when you've fallen you know trapped to these concepts and these notions of how the world is that you know hey you're here you do this you die and that's it kind of thing for a lot of people you realize that well this is it everything's here and if i'm spending a lifetime of work trying to do these things and you know find perfection even though you never reach it but you're working towards it and this is all it is well what am i doing i'm not you know that's why the yolo just you only live one so now it's whatever fine i don't want to spend my entire life trying to work on this if you know this is it that's how people get but when you can step back and you understand even back when the the old you know the egyptian time where they understood that this wasn't this is just a stopping point and it's like it's it's you know you're in this vessel at this moment in time for a reason and there's a purpose and you have a purpose and it's on a greater it's greater than this place it's going oh now there's a whole new lens to look at it and realizing yes you're right we are all one yes you know everyone's perfect but it's like you're missing the point it's going okay now that you know that you have you have to do this actual work in this time because you're being tested. You're 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 in you're in a moment in this time to go. Are you going to actually move forward with what it is that maybe you've learned or the knowledge that you've taken and the wisdom, like you said earlier? Like, are you going to actually use those things that aren't in the text? Like, it's you, you can you can't you have to be in it. You have to actually embody it. And as they say, like, you know, you know, be, you know, as they said, Jesus said, you know, don't, don't idolize me or whatever, but, you know, be like, you know, do as I do, right? Kind of, and it's realizing like how much truth that is. It's like, cause in this, in this realm, you know, when your day comes out of this vessel and, you know, you breathe your last breath, it's like, where's your spirit going? Like, which direction? And is it, you know, is they didn't need it? Like, is your heart heavier than a feather? You know, is it lighter than a feather? And it's like, these things are there for a reason to really see where you stand in this journey. Right. And like, I just, myself, I know I'm just kind of just, I'm trying to get the thoughts out of my head at five in the morning, but what's interesting is for myself of part of my journey, and I'll, this will be a good example. When I've gotten to arguments with people and, or whatever, and I'm upset and I'm like, ah, oh, like I'm pissed. I've learned over time to keep telling myself and truly not just saying it, but actually believing it, being like, I don't have hate in my heart. I do not have hate in my heart. And I say this out loud, but also in my head a lot because I realize I'm like, okay, my emotional response is not coming from a place of hate. My irritation, my irritability, where is it then coming from? What's causing that? And when I've done that, at least for myself, the amount of that tension on your shoulders that we all feel when we're under, you know, stress or whatever has been completely lifted. And it has made a complete change, at least in my life, when I've allowed myself to get to that place to go, like truly hearing myself say, it, but feeling it, embodying it, like there is no hate in my heart. 
I don't feel like I have this restriction in my chest. I don't feel like I have this weight on my shoulders. I don't feel like I'm walking around with my blood boiling all the time. Even if I'm maybe in the moment, like a little tense, it gives me the ability to breathe a little bit more because it's like, ah, this is part of that journey. Like not everyone's going to love each other all the time. Not everyone's going to be, yeah, we're one. Let's be happy all the time. Right? Like, of course not. Let's be realistic here, but it's the able to go, okay, we have, we have, you know, we have a tiff here. Let's figure it out. Yeah. I'm a little pissed right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. What you're doing is whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like, this isn't coming from hate. It's a, you know, it's coming from an emotional response, you know, it's in, in learning how to overcome those and then move forward. Right. And I think that's uh, a powerful tool to have. So anyway, well, and I also think that um, if we do, if this is a stopping point and there isn't just this place for us and there are things that are metaphysical and all that kind of stuff, we are metaphysical, then we came here for a purpose and to experience things. And half of it is trying, if you're trying to cut off an entire emotionality, even if it is on the, po the negative polarity, it's still there for a reason, right? Like you need sadness so that you can understand happiness. So it's just like, if you're trying everything that you can to, to not have that, then you're, you're cutting yourself off to half of the world that's here. Totally. Obviously it, it's about like, do, you know, swinging through both of those, but yeah, it's just, but, it, it's Yeah. Well, no, but it's just, but that's the thing is in your hundred percent, you're spot on in my opinion, because that's exactly it. It's going back to what we were talking about earlier as an actor is because what is it going to happen? If you have the ability to, be in that intuition in self in the moment is then going, why am I angry? What's causing me to be angry mm. in not just purely an emotional state, right? Or what is causing me to feel love? You know, cause most of us, a lot of times when it's a good response, you know, we'll be like, oh, well, because I'm with this person, you know, or because, you know, people came to my birthday or whatever it is. Like we think we have, but we don't really like think about like, well, what's really making me happy. And when you get people who are maybe depressed and you go, what would make you happy? People like don't know what would make them happy. Like they don't ask these questions because a lot of times, you know, we don't need people just don't want to go down that, that path. But I think that's exactly where it is. It's just going back to, once you start asking yourself these questions, you can understand these polarities of like, why is it that I'm angry? Why is it that I'm happy? Why, you know, the why's and the what's, the how's, the where's, the when's, and all that stuff, like can help you understand your reality more, this character you've become. How many people, you know, in life, they look at you and they go, man, you've changed. Like, dude, you're not the same person. Well, yeah, that's the point. We're supposed to go through changes. So you're becoming literally a different character. You're not the same character you were at 18 years old. And it's going, well, what changed? Well, it's life changed. Okay, yeah, well, life changed for everybody, but some people will stay in the same spot. It's people being able to go, let me ask my character questions. Let me try to embody this character. Why is it that you feel this way? How would I respond to that? And it's through obviously life goals, finding self, you know, all those different things of going, okay, this is the character I want to become. This is what, you know, all the characters in the movie we see, they're the ones that people aspire to be like. They spend millions, hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go see these same movies with just different names and, you know, maybe different act, action sequences because a lot of times it's going, yeah, it's fun, it's entertaining, but intuitively it's like there's a piece of them that I want to be that character. And people are like, oh, okay, but like, well, then why do adults dress like superheroes? They want, they want to embody that. There's something, obviously, the physical, 
but it's like there's a there's a piece of that character they go i want to be that character and some people will physically change the way they look to become that and they they're like hey man you did that but then there's also obviously those deeper components the moral components and that's why movies and tv shows as you and i know are so effective because it's like you can totally veer somebody into just the physical like i'm going to change my body look and make it purely about ego insecurity selfishness rather than being like no i'm going to embody this but also you know the bigger picture um if that made any sense but yeah and it, it also reminds me the the idea that uh, again like howdy brought up on on your show too is it was even in just in the intro and just i think he's got a lot of wisdom so it's just it's interesting to just listen to him where he was saying the spring is coming and, and people have this because even I, right? Like I have this lofty idea that um, like Owen and a lot of the guys are doing this homesteading thing. It's man, it's homestead and I'm fucking set. And then he's like, no, uh, there's a huge portion of nature that is brutal. And it's, it's really like, it's not good. Okay. And I think that there's this lofty idea. When you look into certain things like we do with, with the world's fairs and you kind of go and, and ancient Egypt and all this kind of stuff and you go, man, like back then, like we, we were probably like, we were just almost like right there. It's yeah. like, dude, do you have any idea how difficult life would have been then? Like right now we you've got, you've got food, you've got everything right now, potentially it's like money and not having and keeping up with inflation and stuff like that, which is obviously it's a struggle. But I mean, aside from at the time when you can make money online and you can do these kind of things, it's like, that's kind of secondary to a certain degree, but like, yeah, they were building these temples and they had knowledge that we didn't have. But I mean, you had uh, like just hunting for your food, like not knowing if you had food. these kind of systems, like they didn't have like, you know, all the shipping, receiving and the trucking and, and this, that, and the other thing that we have. And I don't know, it's debatable of what's, what's better, what's worse. But the difference is like to think that there was no difficulty back then is the problem. Right. And it's like, I think that, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a, it's a misstep on some of us to think like either to idealize any, any other time and all that kind of stuff. It's because like, again, like it goes back to the idea that like, it's, it's about being here now. And again, I'm not some, um, I don't have that figured out at all really, but what I'm trying to do is figure out like this, if this story is told because we can, we can't live here without it, then me living here is also a, a time where I can try to perfect that as well. And it's not about, oh, well, you know, if they've, if they're giving people jabs or if I've got, you know, jabs when I was kid and stuff like that, maybe I'm cut off to this certain like aspect or whatever. And they're trying to, you know, kill this gene or whatever it is in people. It's like, okay, well, this is just the difficulty that we're dealing with. And there's always going to be difficulty. It's always going to be there. So it's like, how do we combat that and not idealize anything outside of where we are in the moment? Because yeah, even if you think it's going to be over here, it's like that's that saying that if we ever reach perfection, we, we would make a flaw in it because we, we need to have something to contend with. You know what I mean? Totally, man. And, and I think it, to kind of wrap up on my end, uh, I think what it, it leads to is just realizing that uh, all you really, again, all you have is now. This is all we have. And I'm with you. We can go down the rabbit holes. We can look at the past. Well, what is that we wanted? We'll look to the future. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, these are just memories and ideas. And that's all it is. But all you got is now. And that's part of my whole journey with this is going like, yeah, like, to, you know, I definitely love the gravy, but it's now getting more of not being like, man, look at that time. It's going, oh, look at that time. There's some interesting stuff. Is that, is that pertain to today? Well, there's definitely remnants or there's things here, there's this. But again, all we have is now. So I can sit here and, you know, sulk or I can, you know, daydream about all that stuff. But at the end of the day, what is it doing? What is it really doing? And as you said, with the same thing with Howie, it's like, yeah, there's going to be some rough things in the world, but that's the point. You need all of that. You need all of these components to go, okay, at least in my opinion, what is beautiful about now? 
what is great? What am I grateful about now? What am I, can I find compassion now? Can I find enjoyment, excitement, you know, creativity now? That's it right here. You know, can I appreciate what's happening in this moment? You know, can I find fulfillment in, in, you know, the mundane, you know, whatever. And it's the same thing like with, uh, you know, with, with Howdy and just, you know, Owen and anyone who's doing like farming, it's like, can I give back? Can I continue to give back to something that is constantly trying to, you know, in many ways, destroy me or just, you know, it's rough. It's, it's brutal. Can I just continue to go, you know what? That's fine. I know this is a part of it, but I'm going to appreciate the fruits of the labor because when I do do that and it, it works and when I find how to make it work within the system that in many ways is destructive, you see the gem of beauty of going like, man, that sprout. I'm so excited to see a sprout happen. We've created life in something again, time after time. And that's why gardening and farmers, I think, sees through so many lies and in many ways are enjoying the now is because you can go like, I've been farming for X amount of years. And every time I see, you know, growth, you just, it brings, brings excitement. You know, you're, you're, you're bringing life into something that's like, well, there's a drought. Well, there's too much rain. Well, you know, there's animals. Well, there's bugs and, you know, things that are trying to eat at your plants. Well, there's, you know, there's an issue with the soil. Well, there's, you know, harsh conditions. Well, my kid just stepped on it, you know, whatever it may be, you know, now it's like, oh, on top of that, you know, wildlife is trying to, you know, get in your door or you have people who are trying to steal your product, you know, whatever it may be you realize it's like, this is going to happen. But when it does work, you're like, man, that's the beauty. That's, it's all worth it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just whatever struggle you want to deal with, right? Everything is, it's, you know, <laughs> life is kind of just whatever headaches you want to have. You, you know, it's, it's, and that's why I think things like, things like boxing, things like jujitsu and stuff like that, that I'm getting back into is, is so important because it's about, this is going to suck. It's going to suck, but you're walking into that. And, you know, it's, it's what you're talking about farming is like, look, this isn't going to be easy. I'm always going to lose crops. I'm always going to do this. I'm going to always going to have something to contend with, but it's asking yourself like, Hey, well, I want to, do I want to contend with that? And B is how resilient am I? You know, can I be this resilient in this? And again, going back to acting is like, it's, it's taking up the hero's journey. It's taking up the the sword to like, you know, you're going to fight a dragon. You're, you're going to go after things that are going to suck. And if you can build systems into your life where you're constantly doing that, then every single one is going to, I don't even know if it's get easier, but you're going to have more tools to contend with it. Totally, man. Totally. And I mean, it, and that's also, you know, again, when you have a spiritual aspect and, you know, for many who have God, you know, when you have that in your corner and your sword, you know, in many ways, it's not you. I mean, you're a part, you're in the image of God, but uh, you also have a much more powerful sword. And here's the best part is that sword's for everybody. Everyone has the ability to pick up that sword, but it's just whether or not you pick that sword up. You know, that's how I kind of look at it too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got a couple options here. You have the one that's just glowing and powerful and can cut through anything, but you decide to pick up the dull, you know, butter knife instead of being like, I need to protect myself with this. You know, it's like, you're going to face some dragons, man. It's impossible. You're, there's no way in life anyone it just as you said and i've said this before too it's like depends on what what dragon you want to try to face you know or demons whatever people want to call them but no nah, dude i love this conversation i'm gonna have to wrap up on my end but this is again, for those listening me and rob do this 
on our own time for hours. So, um, but yeah, man, I know we're doing each other's shows. You know where to find Rob at Dig Within. For those listening to Rob, I'm at Pal Life Podcast. Um, anything you want to wrap up on your end, dude? No, man, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot of these kind of chats offline. So it's nice to get uh, get this on both of our shows and hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I certainly did. And I'll link all your stuff in mine. And um, yeah, man, really appreciate it. I think we should do it again soon. No, heck yeah, dude. Awesome, man. Well, on my end, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. And on my end, thank you for joining us as well. And we'll see you next time. Awesome. Bye, guys.